0: Before the news, we were talking to Rue Kleinpast about those falling leaves at this time of year, the beautiful reds, the oranges, the golds. And we talked about the importance of establishing a circular system, using the carbon in those leaves to benefit your garden in a year or so's time. And this morning, our eco-man, Malcolm Rantz, is continuing the theme. We've been talking to Malcolm a bit about permaculture. And Malcolm, you're here with us this morning to... Um, Try and help those of us who are total plebs in the backyard to establish a permaculture at our place. How you doing?
1: Exactly, exactly. And and it's in Kiwara, Jack. And um, and it's very possible, you know, that we as households can actually do our bit for um, mm. capturing carbon from the air and putting it into the soil. I mean, the, the amazing opportunity you have now, I'm talking about regenerative agriculture, mm. is um, you can actually... Solve climate change and increase the amount of food as humans we make. It's just such a no-brainer that I'm I'm always surprised it isn't number one on every agenda on how to um, look at the climate change problem. You
0: can solve climate change, or you can sort of put a dent in it.
1: I reckon that the possibility is immense, and I've seen figures that said that if you actually just um. Because the UN came out just a, a couple of days ago after yeah. I wrote this article and said <clears throat> 40% of agricultural land on the planet now is degraded. Wow. Yeah, that's, and
0: that's, that's staggering.
1: 40%. 40%. And that's, and 40%, and that's yeah. all the carbon has been leached out of that soil. It's been blown away. And, and that's massive. If we could just actually capture all that carbon from the atmosphere mm. and put it back into the dirt and actually grow food. It's just such a wonderful thing that we can do and, and it'll change, change the story. Of course, we want to do other things as well, like use less and, and be a bit more clever, but, but it, it'd be a, a massive leap towards making a difference.
0: Wow, that's, it. Yeah, that's astonishing. Okay, so how do we go about making some changes if we're doing things at home? We want to improve the quality of the soil at our place.
1: That's right, that's right. And um, <clears throat> the main recommendation in so many things is do no harm. Yeah. (laughs) It's very obvious. And so I recommend the things, that, and I'll go into more detail. Really, it's about not disturbing or digging the soil. Right. Using cover crops, practicing crop rotation, and applying compost and biochar. Right. Okay. So I'll go through those one at a time. So planting the soil is an age-old practice that actually revolutionized human agriculture. It gives kind of like an instant fertility but it's come at a quite a huge price long term because ploughing disturbs bacteria fungi and the other animals that make soils naturally fertile it releases carbon stored in the soil every time you open the soil you get this huge release of carbon yeah, and it go, turns into carbon dioxide and it also leaves the soils open to being washed away in the rain right. <clears throat> so right. that's why there's been this big trend recently toward what's called no dig gardens you might have heard that
0: yeah, yeah, I have. What does it actually mean, though?
1: It means, um, basically, you don't do the old dig over the garden to start in spring as the old way we always used to do, you know? Yeah. So so, so there's other things you've got to do. So what I do every autumn, what I'm doing right now, is I weed the garden as, as, as carefully as I can. Some things I'm just chopping off and leaving the roots in. And then I put in cover crops. Right. Okay? And yeah. People can be doing right now. And the obvious ones in New Zealand are mustard, oats, and lupins. Right. Okay? Right. And then just before they begin to flower, and it might be in winter, or it might be in spring, you actually chop them. Because what happens when flowering is, is the changing of the energy from the roots up into the top of the plant, and it's taking a lot of the energy away from the plants to get ready for the reproduction cycle. Yeah. So you don't want things to flower. So just before they flower, you chop it and you just let them fall where they are and you've got mulch. So you're actually growing mulch. But at the same time, if you're using the right plants, um, broad beans and lupins actually legumes. So at the same time, they're actually putting nitrogen into the soil. You're banking nitrogen fertilizer for, for spring as well. Right. And um of course if you do broad beans you've also got um something yummy to eat. So I leave those a bit I let those ones flower and then mm. and mm. and then chop them down. But all the others I chop beforehand and you're kind of yeah, you're doing so many jobs right there. And if there's plants. I used to leave my beds farrow over winter and just put um, compost on top, but I've since... What learned- does that
0: mean? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what farrow means. What, what does oh, that mean?
1: Farrow is a thing where you do nothing to your garden. Ah, oh, I'm is good at that. that. Yeah. <laughs> good pharo. Do yeah. yeah, just farrow. And I used to do more than nothing. I used to throw um, compost and mulch and hope the worms would do a bit of work for me, drag it down. Yeah. And I thought I was being very clever, but I've since learned that you want something growing all the time because it keeps all those microorganisms ah. um, working right through the year and their working is actually doing a lot of good for your garden. So that's why I've become a big fan of, of cover crops.
0: That actually makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? You know, that, yeah. that if you just pause and think about it, instead of just leaving things bare and barren, if you have something in there, you can imagine how it helps to sustain lots of other life. What is cover cropping?
1: Okay, so... Cover cropping is really a form of crop rotation as well as growing it because crop rotation was the other thing I said. And if you grow the same crop in the same field over and over, you're actually always taking away the same nutrients Mm. from the soil and attracting the same pests and pathogens. Whereas if you swap things around... It means different nutrients are used by different plants, and it actually staves off your infestations and diseases. So, never in your own garden, never grow the same crop year on year. You know, try and keep moving them around your garden. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Again.
1: Yep. And then we've got. I mean, if you talk to me, you'll know I'm just Mr. Mr. Compost. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of the stuff. I yeah. can't see its virtues enough. So I don't think... It's almost magical what compost can do. So, of course... But the new kid on the block now is something called biochar. Right. Which is pure carbon. And it's um, made by burning wood chips or manure and other organic material. And then you get... Just nothing but carbon, and in fact, that's what charcoal that you use in your barbecue. Yeah, is. right. Like bars, and in fact, the French call charcoal. They call it carbon. Ah,
0: oh. makes, <laughs> makes, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> and, and and so what you're doing is when you're burning something to uh-huh. make charcoal, you're keeping 80% of the carbon in it, um, and only only. Whereas if you burn burnt down to ash, you're losing 100%. And then with that putting that into your soil uh, and it can stay there like for thousands of years and actually make the soils more um, fertile.
0: Yeah, right. Is it um, easy to make? I've seen some videos of people trying to make biochar and it does look like it's a little bit fiddly. Don't you need to bring water in at the, just the right time and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I actually, outside, I can see it from where I'm sitting in my, in my, in my side of my lawn, I have a pit. Yeah, <laughs> and in that pit I have bonfires, and <laughs> we sit around at night, and it's lovely. And because it's in a pit, oxygen can't get in except from the top, and the top right. of the fire is right. And so at the end of the night, I actually do the water. I'll I'll, put, I'll water the whole thing and, and kill it, and then I end up with like about one or two wheelbarrows of of charcoal just by doing that. Oh my gosh, that's
0: amazing, eh? It makes yeah, a lot of sense, yeah.
1: And have a lot of fun, too. I mean, you know, sitting around the fire at night, I mean, golly. I know. <laughs> oh, I
0: need you say more, Malcolm. <laughs>